Welcome in everyone to the Football Friday. It's great to be here, presented by Angels Alive. Um, we'll see if Mark joins from the road or not. I know he's uh, busy trying to get back here to Athens, so um, probably just me today, but that's alright. We'll roll through this show and uh, get y'all on to your football weekend. So, um... Had a couple games to recap from the weekend. Um, one last bowl game before the college football playoff national championship on Monday. And that's what we're going to start off with here. Tax Act, Texas Bowl, Kansas State rolling LSU 42-20. Um yeah, I knew this was going to happen. You know, I had K-State minus seven. That was easy money. Skylar Thompson looked fantastic. 259, three touchdowns, 75% completion. Um, wasn't tested at all uh, or much during the game. You know, LSU was ravaged by COVID and injuries so and, and transfers, too, with the new staff coming in, Brian Kelly. But uh, they started a wide receiver, John Trey Kirkland, at quarterback. Not too bad. I mean, 7 of 11, that's pretty good. 138 on 7 completions is also pretty decent. And three touchdowns. You know, he threw two interceptions, but I remember his one ball that ended up being an incompletion, but it was a beauty. It was this perfect spiral, uh, like 50 yards down the field. It was crazy. Um, high school quarterback playing wide receiver at LSU now. But uh, they wanted to, the reason being, they wanted to give um, Nussmeyer, I believe his last name is, uh, they didn't want to burn his red shirt year because he had already played four games. So he was available, but they didn't play him because they didn't want to use up his red shirt year. Um. Deuce Vaughn, my favorite player from Kansas State, also played outstanding. 21 carries, 146 yards, three touchdowns. Also caught two balls for minus three yards and a touchdown. And uh, defensively, I'm going to go with LSU's defensive back, Pig Cage. Yes, that is a fantastic name, Pig. Uh, six tackles, four solos, one sack, and three tackles for loss. Kansas State cover minus 10, over 47 easily. Monday Night Football Steelers getting the win in Big Ben's final home game at Heinz Field, 26-14. Najee Harris with a game-sealing 37-yard touchdown uh, at the end of the game. But it also was pretty good, uh, a pretty good game for Najee as well, his career best. Uh, 28 carries, 188 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, three catches, 18 yards as well. You know, Ben wasn't that great. A little, you know, 52.2% completion. Only threw for 123 yards on 24 completions. Uh, one touchdown and a pick. But it's okay, Ben. You got me, Deontay Johnson. First touchdown score. That's what we really care about. Uh, Baker struggled mightily <coughs> in this game. Excuse me. Uh, did throw two touchdowns and two picks as well. Only 185 yards for Baker. Getting rocked all night by the Steeler defense. Um, 
Not much to say about in the receiving game. Donovan Peoples-Jones, your leading receiver. Nick Chubb didn't factor in much of the game. Had a great average, 4.8, but uh, only 12 carries, 58 yards, no catches. It was a weird uh, game script for Kevin Stefanski and the Cleveland Browns. But um, defensively, I mean, what a night. What a night for the Steelers' defense. They had 10 sacks overall, I believe. Um, and T.J. Watt. I mean, how is he not the defensive player of the year? Look at that line. Five tackles, all of them solos. Four sacks. Three tackles lost, two pass selections, and five hits on Baker Mayfield. Uh, yeah, Steelers had 10 a nine sacks, ten tackles for loss. Just absolute dominance by the Steelers' defense all night. Um, Alex Highsmith had two sacks. Clowney had a nice game himself for Cleveland. Cameron Hayward was his usual force. And uh, Witherspoon with a pick there. But T.J. Watt, man, he now needs uh, two and a half sacks against the Ravens this weekend to break Michael Strahan's record. I know, I know, though, people will say, well, he had 17 games. Again, that's not his fault. It's not. It's not the player's fault that they have an extra game to to break records for. You know, so what? Play the game. You know? It is what it is. All right. Um, NCAA news. Oh, Steelers. Plus one covered under 43 hit in that one. Um, NCAA news, just a couple quarterback transfers that I found out about. Uh, UCF quarterback Dylan Gabriel headed to Oklahoma. Uh, LSU quarterback Max Johnson, he is headed to Texas A&M. A&M's quarterback uh, Zach Calzada, he is going to Auburn. And then USC <coughs> quarterback Keaton Slovis headed to Pittsburgh. <coughs> Sorry. To replace um, Kenny Pickett. Let's see if that water helps or not. Um, <coughs> we do have XFL news. Yes, it is January 2022. That means, just like The Rock said in his Instagram post, we are 12 months away now. From XFL 2023 training camp, it is going to be electric next spring, and I am so excited to see what The Rock and his team put out there on the field. NFL news, um, some off-season stuff here. <coughs> the Packers, likely to franchise tag wide receiver Devontae Adams this off-season. Um, we'll see where he goes with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay? Possibly. We'll see how that all works out. Um, the NFL is also looking at contingency plans for Super Bowl 56 this year in Los Angeles <coughs> at SoFi Stadium. Um, with the rising COVID numbers, they're not sure if the city will shut down, kind of like it did at the first height of the COVID pandemic last year. Uh, the 
Jaguars. Head coaching search is off and running. They they interviewed former Colts head coach Jim Caldwell earlier this week, and they are also going to interview Alabama offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien after the national championship on Monday. Uh, big news, Washington football team, they are announcing their new name and logo on February 2nd. <coughs> so, 2-2-22. A lot of twos there. Twos are wild. The COVID editions this week, Bengals hit hard, uh, also Cowboys, but Bengals safety, Von Bell, defensive end, Trey Hendrickson, center, Trey Hopkins, running back, Joe Mixon. Browns running back Dearness Johnson, Packers offensive tackle Billy Turner, Vikings tight end Chris Herndon, Jets offensive tackle George Fant, uh, Eagles tight end Dallas Goddard, Niners defensive back Jimmy Ward, Washington football team cornered William Jackson III, Cowboys linebacker Micah Parsons, left tackle Tyron Smith, corner Anthony Brown, <clears throat> Bears quarterback Justin Fields, Steelers center Kendrick Green, and Panthers corner Stephon Gilmore. COVID activations, though. <coughs> Washington football team running back Antonio Gibson and guard Eric Flowers Sr. Steelers wide receiver Deontay Johnson. Eagles center Jason Kelsey. Packers corner Jair Alexander. Guys placed on IR this week. Seahawks running back Alex Collins. Broncos quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. And then... Uh, some guys returning from IR or designated to return. Cowboys tight end Blake Jarwin. Titans running back Derrick Henry. Massive get back for them in the playoffs. And uh, Cardinals defensive lineman J.J. Watt. Uh, the Niners also opened the practice windows for corner <coughs> Emmanuel Mosley and wide receiver Mohamed Sanu Sr. Some injuries here. Chiefs offensive tackle Lucas Niang. He is done for the year. Torn patellar tendon. Uh, Broncos offensive tackle Dalton Reisner. He is out this week. Suffered partially torn UCL. (coughs) But luckily for him, won't need surgery three to four weeks for Dalton Reisner. Uh, 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't need thumb surgery and uh, could possibly play this week. We'll have to see how that works out. Looked good in practice. Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield, he is out this week. Uh, He's going to have surgery on his torn labrum effective uh, January 18th or 19th, I believe. Uh, Case Keenum will start in his place at home against the Bengals. Lots of quarterback news here. Vikings... Uh, so guys that are going to play this week, Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins, Bears, they will start quarterback Andy Dalton uh, with Justin Fields on the COVID list. Ravens to start Tyler Huntley with Lamar still not good to go. Packers are planning to start Aaron Rodgers. <coughs> so we'll have to see how that goes. And uh, Bengals, they are not playing quarterback Joe Burrow this week uh 
Rams, they are getting a big boost on offense. Running back Cam Akers expected to play this week <coughs> just months after. Um, I believe it's about six months. Uh, no, it's probably seven or eight uh, months after tearing his Achilles in the summer. So good for him. Uh, Chiefs running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he is out once again this week. So Daryl Williams to start at running back. Uh, Cowboys, three people out this week. Corner Trayvon Diggs with an illness. Safety Jaron Curse with a hamstring. And running back Tony Pollard with a foot injury. All didn't travel to Philadelphia. <coughs> and some extensions here. Washington football team signed left tackle Charles Leno to a three-year $37.5 million extension. Patriots signed safety Adrian Phillips to a three-year, <coughs> twelve and three-quarter million dollar extension with seven and a quarter million guaranteed, and then just today the Texans signed running back Rex Burkhead to an extension through the 2022 season. That is all the NFL news. Just uh, one last check on the Twitter feed. Uh, Antonio Brown went unclaimed on waivers, unsurprisingly. All right, college pick standings. We only had that one, uh, the one bowl game. So, uh, actually, give me a sec. My bad. I did not update these. But, um... Chris and Mark, they tied at six and three. They they beat me by one, um, so they are still leading by a mile. I finally got over three hundred wins though, which is cool. Um, yeah, so Chris is at three twenty five. And 131. Mark is not far behind. Actually, he is pretty far behind at, at uh, 360. Yeah, I think Chris has got it. <coughs> He's been our college champ all year. You know, so... He, he's got it. And I am over the 150 loss mark. Yay me. Um... But yeah, uh, <clears throat> those are the uh, college pick standings. <clears throat> Chris Lone Wolf to Baylor <clears throat> in the Sugar Bowl. And uh, Mark, he Lone Wolf uh, Central Michigan, which he won <clears throat> Michigan. Who lost, and then Arkansas, who also won. So he went two and one in hammers there. Um, and <clears throat> I went one and one in my. Uh, Lone Wolf's I Lone Wolf Oklahoma State 
who beat Notre Dame. And uh, in the Fiesta Bowl, and I lone wolfed Utah, who lost to Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. So. And for the NFL pick standings here, <clears throat> also... I think those ones might be updated, actually. No, they aren't. <clears throat> they are not, but it doesn't change much. You know, we got Mark 13 and 2. I went 11 and 4, and, and Chris is 11 and 4. So, not much change. Mark gained two games on us. Um,. You know, so he goes to 132, 73, and 1. Great weekend for Mark. Uh, I'm at 128 and 77. Mark's really pulling away from us. He's, <clears throat> I think he's got us in the bag, if I'm talking to Chris. And, uh... Chris went 11 and 4, so he's at 26 and 79. Okay, so those are the updated <coughs> NFL pick standings. Um, Mark's still four games up on myself, six games up on Chris. So let's get uh, Lone Wolf last week. Chris. <clears throat> lost his lone his only lone wolf was the Chiefs. Um, Mark got his, which was the Seahawks. And then um, I went one and two in mine. So I lost the Dolphins against the Titans, the Panthers against the Saints, and then I won the Cardinals against the Cowboys. <laughs> This week, though, Chiefs <clears throat> at the Broncos um, tomorrow. The first, we got two games tomorrow. Chiefs at Broncos. We're all in on the Chiefs. Broncos have nothing to play for. Chiefs have everything to play for. They are still fighting for, for that number one seed after they lost last week in Cincinnati um, for that number one seed when the Titans grabbed it out from under them. <clears throat> so they have everything to play for. They're going to play their starters and uh, try to get that bye week. Uh, Over-under here is 45. <clears throat> and I I think I like the under. I'm, I don't know how much Drew Locke is going to be able to, to do against the Chiefs defense. That's playing pretty well right now, despite giving up 400 yards to Joe Burrow last week. Um, that one is at 430. On ESPN, ABC, and ESPN Plus. The Cowboys at the Eagles NFC East Showdown. Got my Eagles jersey on, my Super Bowl hat on. Um, yeah, we're all on the Cowboys. Uh, I'm not sure who's all playing for the Eagles. You know, they don't have much to play for. The highest they can get is number six. They're sitting at seven right now. The only way they get the six is if the Niners lose and the Saints 
win and the Eagles win. <clears throat> so they're already into the playoffs. Um, I think they'll be content with sticking and and uh, <clears throat> you know seeing whichever way it plays out. Uh, actually, they can lose and the if the Saints get into the playoffs, other than if the Saints get into the playoffs, not the Niners, uh, the Eagles would be six. <clears throat> sixth place, I believe. Um, and actually, yeah, so we, we're all on the Cowboys. Uh, they're down some people, too. They're fighting to get back into that number two spot, which is still a possibility for them if they can win and have the Rams and Bucks lose. So, um... <clears throat> The over-under for this game here is 43-and-a-half, and I'm going under. Like I said, I just don't know who's playing for each team, so under 43-and-a-half. And 8-15 ESPN, ABC, ESPN+. And before we go to the Sunday 1 o'clock games, I forgot to mention the <clears throat> playoff scenarios for the weekend. I'll just start with the NFC because it's the easiest. NFC West. Cardinals can win the uh, NFC West with a win and a Rams loss. Rams, they just need a win or a tie, or the Cardinals lose or tie. Um, as I mentioned before with the Eagles seeding situation, uh, the, Saint, uh, the, the Niners, they get in with a win or a tie, or they can get in with a Saints loss or a tie. Now, the Saints can only get in with a win and a Niners loss, so they need help from the Rams. So that, that Rams-Cardinals game has a lot of implications on it. And uh, <clears throat> luckily for us, the Rams-Cardinals, the Rams-Niners game and the Saints-Falcons game will be played at the same time on Sunday. AFC is a lot more complicated. Uh, so let's start off <clears throat> the AFC East. The Bills, they win the division with a win or a Patriots loss, or if Patriots and the Bills both tie, they also win the division. The Patriots, they can clinch the AFC East with a win and a Bills loss or tie, uh, or a tie and a Bills loss. They can also get the number one seed. Yes, the Patriots. Can you imagine the Patriots mirac miraculously steal the number one seed out from under everyone. Uh, they need a win, a Bills loss or tie, and a Chiefs loss and a Titans loss. So Bills, Chiefs, Titans all need to lose uh, in order for the Patriots to get the number one seed. Um, the Chiefs can get the number one seed with a win and a Titans loss or tie. Uh, or the Chiefs can tie the Broncos and have the Titans lose. Uh, the Titans, all they need to do is win, and they have the they have the bye. Uh, easiest path there. Or they can tie and have the Chiefs lose or tie. Uh, or two other longer shot things. The Chiefs lose, Bengals lose or tie, and the Patriots lose or tie. And uh, Or the last scenario, Chiefs lose, and the Bengals lose or tie, and the B Bills win. So those are all four scenarios, how the Titans get the number one seed in the AFC. Um, let's go down <clears throat> to the wild card situations here. Or, or actually, no. The Bengals, 
they can still get the number one seed as well. They need a win uh, and losses from the Titans, Chiefs, and Patriots. Patriots can also tie. Uh, <clears throat> they could also get a win and a Titans and Chiefs losses. And the Bills win and the Bengals would be the number one seed in the AFC. Now the wild cards. So the Colts are the seven seed, are the sixth seed right now. Um, they need a win or a tie to get in, or a Chargers loss and a Steelers Ravens tie, or a Chargers loss and a, a Steelers loss and a Dolphins win over the Patriots. Um, the Chargers, who are currently seventh in the AFC. They need a win or a tie, and they are in also, similar to the Colts. That is their only option, though, is just win or tie. That's their only way to get in. <clears throat> the team they are playing, the rate Las Vegas Raiders, they are a win and an in situation. They win, they're in. They can tie and have the Colts lose. That is another option. Or the Colts lose and the Steelers lose or tie. That is also how the Raiders can get in uh, to the playoffs. Going to the Steelers, uh, <clears throat> their one scenario they have, they need a win against the Bengals, or, or against the Ravens, and a loss by the Colts in Jacksonville, and a no tie. Uh, they need the Raiders and Chargers to not tie um, <clears throat> Sunday night. <clears throat> and the last team that is still standing, uh, the Ravens. They need a lot. They need a win against the Steelers, and they need the uh, Chargers to lose to the Raiders, the Colts to lose to the Jags, and the Dolphins to either lose or tie uh, the Patriots this weekend. Those are all the NFL playoff scenarios. So, moving on to Sunday, 1 p.m. game. Steelers at Ravens. Massive game here. I am lone wolfing the Steelers. Why not the Steelers? Why not in Big Ben's final hurrah? You know, they're not going to know that they are into the playoffs <clears throat> until after their game. Colts are playing at the same exact time. Uh, so, that's the first hurdle. Uh, or, that's the second hurdle, I should say. The first hurdle is getting a win in Baltimore. Tyler Huntley starting. Um, has played very well in his couple of games this year. But I think the defense for Pittsburgh is is gets the job done. They know what it means. They know what it means to Big Ben, to the Steelers organization. Mike Tomlin's still going on 15 years strong now of no losing seasons. So make it a winning season. Make it to the playoffs. And you never know. Over-under is 41 here, and uh, <clears throat> give me the under. Give me the under 41. The, the defense, dude, I'm telling you, the defense, T.J. Watt is going to break the NFL sack record in this game. The other game in the AFC North on Sunday, Bengals at the Browns. Again, I'm lone wolfing the Browns. Look, this is a matchup of backups. It's Case Keenum for the Browns versus... Uh, Brandon Allen for the Bengals. I'm going with a better quarterback. Case Keenum has looked pretty decent uh, when he's had to play this season. You know, he played 
in that uh, Thursday night game against Denver, they beat them. Granted, that was a lot about Dearness Johnson, but um, the other game he played a couple weeks ago against the Raiders, they did end up losing, but Case Keenum drove them down uh, and got them the lead late in that game. So, going to get the better quarterback, and that is Case Keenum. Um, over under here is 38. That's, that's pretty bad. 38 is, is pretty horrendous, but, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to go the under, but, uh, you never know. I would not touch that line, uh, for this game here. Packers at the Lions NFC North matchup here. We're all on Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is playing in this game. That's why I'm going with the Packers. He should not win MVP. I will say that again. He should not win MVP. Um, there are other more deserving players this year. And, uh, yeah, I think he'll be fine. And even if he gets pulled at halftime, I still think the Packers are good enough as a team uh, with Jordan Love to <clears throat> cover the three. Uh, over-under is 44-and-a-half. Give me the over. Other NFC North matchup, Bears at the Vikings. Yeah, we're all on the Vikes. Andy Dalton is starting for Chicago. They are probably better off starting uh, Nick Foles because he actually won a start. That wasn't Justin Fields this year. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd go with the Vikings. They're at home at U.S. Bank Stadium. Um, so, yeah. And, and I, Kirk Cousins is starting for the Vikings, too, so I think that's a big boost. I think you could probably take them minus five and a half. It, it would be close, I think. But, uh, I think, I think they could get it done there. And, uh. Over-under for this one is 44. <clears throat> Give me the under. Give me the under. Bears defense is pretty good. NFC East matchup. Washington football team at the Giants. This is their last game being called the Washington football team. Um, yeah, we're all on Washington. No surprise. Jake Fromm more than likely going to start for the Giants, I would think. Um, whether it's him or Mike Lennon, I don't think it matters. Uh, the Giants are terrible, absolutely terrible, and I don't think there's any chance that they win, even at home um, against Washington. So, over/unders again, <clears throat> another 38 here. Uh, give me the under. Colts at the Jags. Yes, I am lone wolfing the Jacksonville Jaguars, y'all. I am taking the bait. I this may this may be a homer pick because I need it to happen for the Steelers to to make the playoffs. But I don't care. Look, the 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 Indianapolis Colts have not won in Jacksonville in a long time. Um They have not won uh 
in Jacksonville. Since, let's see here. Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen, y'all, was the last time that the Colts won <clears throat> in Jacksonville. And that was a thromping forty four to seventeen. So look, I am not putting it past them to beat the Colts in Jacksonville. Um you know, last year. <clears throat> Last year they beat him in Jacksonville 27-20 in September, let alone, uh, in September, but still, you know, it's fine. You know, they played well the first meeting in Indianapolis. They they only lost 23-17, to so I would not put it past the Jacksonville Jaguars to go out and beat the Colts this weekend. A 15-point spread, that's too much. Take the points with the Jags, and uh, let's go Jacksonville. Let's go Trevor Lawrence. Over-under for this AFC South matchup here is uh, 44. Give me the over. Other AFC South matchup, Titans at the Texans. No one's taking the bait on Houston in this game. But uh, <clears throat> I would say cover the 10. My my boy Sam Richmond on Twitter, he, he loves... Uh, he likes the Texans plus 10 this weekend, so I'd say roll with him. You know, uh, why not? Why not take the points with the Texans? They played pretty well, especially at home this year. Um, Tennessee is rolling. They have a lot to play for with the number one seed in play still. Um, all they need to do is win, and they are the number one seed in the AFC. Over-under is... 42 and a half. Give me the over. I think it's going to be a high scoring game in Houston. All right, 425 games here. Starting off, NFC South. Panthers at the Bucks. No one's taking the Panthers. I know it sucks. It's The season's been over for a while. Carolina just trying to ride it out at this point. Um, but Tom Brady's trying to get up to the number two seed if he can um that would require them to win and the rams to lose so um that's what he's trying to do they play at the same time he won't know until after both their games are over um but anyways yeah we are we are looking at uh, the Bucks trying to get to the number two seed and Bree trying to pad those stats for another uh, MVP possibility. Uh, over under here is forty one and a half. Give me the over. I think the Bucks score in the thirties. Panthers get maybe one score, ten points, something like that. The other NFC South matchup: Saints at the Falcons. Saints must win. To have any hope in the playoffs, um, and they'll get it done in in Atlanta. You know, Taysom Hill is has not looked the greatest. He got the win last week 
against the Panthers at home and then going on the road to Atlanta this weekend. I think he can get it done, and they should cover. Um, the Falcons are a surprising 7-9, and nine, um, but I think the, the Saints get it done, and they at least do their job towards getting into the playoffs. Uh, Over-under here is 40. So 40 points under. I, I don't I don't like it, but under. I'm taking the under in that one. AFC East Jets at the Bills. Um, nice game for the Bills to have to win the division on, especially at home in Orchard Park, New York. Uh, yeah, it's it should be a, a rather simple win for Buffalo in this game. I'm not saying they cover 16. That's too much. That's too big of a point spread for a divisional game. Uh, <clears throat> but the Jets are looking towards next year. So, Over-under for Bills Jets, 40 and a half. And let's hit the over button. Niners at the Rams. This is the most intriguing game of the weekend, in my opinion, has the most riding on it in the NFC. Rams, they win. They're NFC West champions. And they, they keep the Cardinals at number five in the NFC. They lose, <clears throat> and the Cardinals win against the Seahawks. The Cardinals jump up and win the NFC West. Rams are now your five seed have to go on the road in the playoffs instead of stay home at SoFi Stadium. The Niners have a lot to play for as well. They are a win-and-in scenario. If they win, they are into the playoffs as your number six seed. If they lose, they could possibly be not in the playoffs if the Saints win. That would be a lot of stuff. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy we got on the last weekend of the regular season here so we're all on, on la i was hesitant i was i was close to going niners i could not deny my fandom of cooper cup uh so cooper cup i don't care what they say 17 games or not they'll break the records rams give him the records 13, uh, 12 receptions and 136 yards is all he needs to break Michael Thomas's single-season reception record and Calvin Johnson's uh, single-season receiving yards record. So give it to him, Rams. Give him the records. 12 catches, 136 yards. Against a porous Niners secondary. Over-under is 44.5. Give me the over Again, Rams want Cup to break these records, so. Patriots at the Dolphins. Oh, yeah, I'm Lone Wolf in the Dolphins. That's fine. Um, they're in Miami. Bill Belichick struggles in Miami. It's not a Tom Brady thing. It's a Bill Belichick thing. He struggles in Miami, uh, and it's a big game. The Dolphins are going to be up. 
they're eliminated from the playoffs somehow. I don't know how. They're still 8-8, eight eight, just like the Ravens, so I don't know how they're... But anyways, look, <clears throat> again, Bill Belichick struggles in Miami. The Dolphins are going to give him everything they have to not let the Patriots win the division. They don't want to see the Patriots win the division either. So go out, win it, win it with your defense. Tua, don't turn the ball over, and you will win. Over-under is 40 here. 40. Give me the under. Dolphins win with defense, like I said. Seahawks at Cardinals. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, all on Arizona. That's pretty simple. Seattle proved a lot last week when they destroyed the, the Lions, I thought. Maybe other people thought they didn't prove anything because it was the Lions, but <clears throat> I think the Cardinals are going to win. They're going to push the Rams to win the NFC West by beating the Niners, and uh, I don't think the Rams lose like we just saw, but you know it's possible against a more difficult opponent in the Niners than the Seahawks are at this point. So Cardinals are going to have to do their job and possibly could be NFC West champs by the end of this one. <clears throat> I hope it sets up uh, Cowboys-Cardinals like it was last week in the first round of the playoffs. So the Cardinals can beat them again. <clears throat> over-under is 48 in this one. And I'm going over. Give me the over. All right, last game here, Sunday Night Football. This is the second most intriguing game. Uh, like I said, I thought the Niners-Rams was a big one. This one is also massive. This is a win in it. This is your only game, only game this weekend where both teams are a win-and-in scenario. Now, Chargers can get in with the tie. Raiders cannot get in with just the tie. They need help from the Colts um, to lose. But I am on the Raiders, and I think Rich Bisaccia has done an outstanding job as an interim head coach by even getting the Raiders to this point to a 9-7 and record and a winning season. And I, I just think that he will be able to get it done at home at Allegiant Stadium with the black hole uh, around him, and they are going to swallow up the Chargers and get the win and, and go to the playoffs. Uh, Over-under is 50, and I'm going under. I don't like 50 in this game. Under 50 for Chargers Raiders. All right, best bets of the week. I went 1-2 and two again last week. Uh... There is no chance to get um, over 500. So we'll see if I can get 3-0 this week. Not very confident. Uh, these are all relatively low spreads besides Washington. But give me the Steelers plus 3.5 at Baltimore. Again, I, I like the Steelers' defense in that game. think if they can kind of do what they did against the Browns. 
on Monday. They should be good to go with that spread. Um, like I said, with the Packers game, you know, minus three, I think they can cover that. Even if Rodgers gets pulled at halftime for Jordan Love, I think they're still good enough as a team overall that they can uh, cover minus three at the Lions. And then Washington, they should annihilate the Giants like everyone's been doing um, with Taylor Heineke and Co. So that defense should give Mike Glennon and, and or Jake Fromm problems. Minus seven there. Dog standings. Yeah. We're all tied. Chris lost last week, man. He, or locks standing, locks, not dogs. Uh, best bets last week. I had Eagles minus three. That hit at Washington. I lost on Bucks minus 13 at the Jets, and I lost on Rams minus three and a half at the Ravens. Um, but last week, Chris lost to the Colts. His lock was the Colts. They lost to the Raiders. Mark and I, we were on the Eagles. They got it done in Washington. So, um, yeah, Mark and I were tied going into the last week of the regular season. Let's, uh, let's see who comes out on top. Um... Chris and Mark, they're on the Cardinals against Seahawks. Um, yeah, sure. I, I think they'll win. Like we saw, we all picked the Cardinals, but I don't like that game as much as I do Washington. Washington over the Giants. I think that is the lockiest of locks this weekend, and I'm going to bet it <clears throat> Bet it like I can't bet anymore. Um, give me Washington, their last game as a football team. <laughs> or as the football team, I should say. Uh, as my lock. Dog standings. Man, Mark is killing it now. He's on a streak just like he was early in the season, and he has taken the lead back handily by four games over Chris. I'm a paltry seven games back. I have no shot anymore. Uh, Chris still has somewhat of a shot, I guess. Uh <clears throat> But, last week, uh, Chris, he had the Lions plus seven at Seattle. They lost and didn't cover. Uh, and I had the Panthers plus seven at New Orleans. They lost and should have covered. They lost by eight. Bad beat there. And then Mark, he had the Bengals plus five against the Chiefs. They won outright. So, this week... Mark and Chris, they are in lockstep on the Bengals. Mark going back to the Bengals. Well, plus six at the Browns. I don't know about that. I'm picking the Browns, so, you know, I don't feel great about that one for them. But I'm rolling with the Steelers, plus three and a half at the, the Ravens. I feel like I picked the Steelers quite a bit this year. Um, but let's ride one last time in the regular season, Pittsburgh, and uh, get to the playoffs in Ben's finals season here so that is all for today y'all we will be back uh next friday i will be um back in milwaukee uh next friday for football friday we will be previewing wild card weekend and also recapping 
the college football playoff national championship on Monday night, uh, which we'll be uh, previewing on the Monday show. As always, we'll have all your NCAA and NFL news as it comes. And uh, don't forget to follow us on all our social media at FAA Podcast. Uh, on Instagram and Twitter, FAAPodcast.com is our website. You can also check us out here on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Thank you all, and we will see you on Monday.